Okay, so really quick before we start, hobbies. What are they? Ooh. Hobbies and interests. Uh, well, I like to paraglide. You That's par- one. Thing. Okay, yeah. Dude, yeah, we are absolutely talking yeah. about that. Uh, I like, like to. That rock is climb. intense. Oh, it's it's actually you're not in a tent. Actually, you're under a, <laughs> a wing. <laughs> Dude. Hiking, I like to hike, and that's okay. pretty intense. See, I, I can hike <laughs> because I can walk. Um, but, but dude, you paraglide, like legit, you jump off of a mountain with a paraglider, and you float around the mountain forever. Well, hopefully you're not jumping. Hopefully you're just flying off of the mountain because you want to be uh, <laughs> not falling. Yeah, you should tell them about like the temperature gradient stuff that you were oh, yeah. telling so, me about. Um, yeah, so... We all know that the ocean is a fluid, but few mm-hmm. of us think that the atmosphere is actually a fluid as well. Uh, and so the idea that you have rising currents of air, we call these uh, thermals. Okay. And sometimes you'll see an eagle or a hawk or something soaring up and it'll be turning in circles. It's actually turning in rising air. But like anything, what goes up must come down. And so around that thermal, you'll have air that's falling. Okay. And by using your knowledge of what the topography looks like that you're flying over and the general weather that you're flying in, you're able to find yourself and put yourself in rising air columns. And then you'll just move from rising air column to rising air column and you can go hundreds of miles. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's it's the if ultimate you're, if nerd. You're smart. If you're smart about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is crazy. So I know that like right, I mean, just a few miles outside of our office, we've got Point of the Mountain, which... If you look out there at any time, there's a ton of paragliders out there. Do you go there all the time? I don't go there all the time. I've been there quite a few times. I like to actually hike up one of the mountains that's a little bit further north. It's called Grandeur. And uh, I'll take off there and I'll fly either to like a park that's by my house. Uh, But on a good day, I might fly to Point of the Mountain. How Um, long of a flight is that? um, It depends on what the the winds are like. Mm -hmm. But you can probably get down there anywhere from like two hours to four hours. Dude, it's a terrible commute, terrible way to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Grandeur is not like it's not like an easy hike. Uh, it's like it's it's yeah, it's kind of well, you also have the wing on your back. So that's like 40 to 60 pounds if you have like water. and gear. Yeah. And so if you and that's actually one of the, the fun parts about hiking Grandeur is you actually get some exercise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get up there and you're like dripping sweat and you're just kind of like and then, you know, it might be kind of hot. But when you go up, say like three, four, five, six thousand feet, the temperature will be like 20 degrees with a 20 (laughs) mile an hour headwind. And so you have to like bundle up and you're like dripping sweat. And then you're like bundling up like you're getting on top of a mountain. You're like, this just feels wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Holy cow, dude. That is so cool. Now, here's my question. Have you ever, when you're doing that, just like ran out of airspace and you just like have to land like way farther than where your target location was? Uh, yes. Um, what do you usually do in that situation? <laughs> you call everyone like, um, I screwed up. I'm way over here now. Or how does that work? Uh, so there's a thing called retrieval. So if you end up, I mean, there's power in negative thinking, right? So you always want to plan for the worst, but mm-hmm. hope for the best. And so an experienced pilot will never be in the air when they want to be on the ground. So you want to maintain you having knowledge of weather and the climate and like what the general trend of the area you're flying in is really important. Yeah. Uh, but a bigger part is you're, you're not going to run out of airspace, but let's say you're on, uh, this, the mountain range that's just to the east of Salt Lake. Right. So, yeah. But if you start going deeper to the east, there's not a lot of roads. 
And so what you're doing is you're taking on added risk. For sure. And you have to know, you know, if you do a crossing and you're, it's really deep, which would be like, you know, say you have like a 40 mile hike out, right? Like that's kind of deadly if it's like summertime. Uh, you want to make sure that you're taking on that risk with the knowledge that you actually have the ability to get to your destination. I don't really go anything deep like that, but I've been in cases where I was like, oh, I think this air is going to be rising over there and it's just sinking. Oh. Uh, luckily, I was in Santa Barbara and uh, there was a fire that was there. And so I had a big old clear space to land uh, and I ended up hiking up another mountain and launching and going okay. back to the beach. So it worked out <laughs> fine. But uh, it definitely kind of puts perspective of like, oh, wow, like you're flying in something that you can't see. And so having the knowledge and the experience to make good decisions is actually like the real craft. Yeah. Wow, that is insane. What on earth made you want to get into paragliding? <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> when I look at this, like I've always looked yeah. at it going like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And then I get into a freaking virtual virtual reality setting where like th there's another virtual reality place just down the street where it's like base jumping, but it's terrifying. <laughs> I'm jumping three feet, but it feels like I'm jumping out of an airplane and I'm just like, no, nope, I'm out. This is no fun at all. So how in the world do you like actually want, how did you want to get into paragliding and I guess get your start there? Uh, this is such a long story. I'll, I'll try and condense it the best I can. But essentially, uh, when I was 19, I traveled in India for six months, uh, just as like a sort of I'm going to go and do this thing. <laughs> um, and uh, I met this woman, this woman, Mary, who is actually a nanotechnology engineer who lives okay. in Germany. But she ended up quitting her job in Germany and riding a bicycle from Germany to Delhi, India. Holy yeah. crap. Through, you know, all of the countries that you would imagine that you would need to ride a bicycle through. And granted, this was 15 years ago. Yeah. And uh, she came there to paraglide. And we ended up traveling for a little bit and I saw her paraglide and I was like, wow, you know, the way a 19 year old would, they'd be like, I want to do that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I look back and I'm like 19, I might've been all about it. Yeah. Now, now I'm just like, nah, I'm good. And, uh, and then years later I found myself in Santa Barbara going to school, doing physics. And, uh, it's also like the best place in the United States to learn. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity. I mean, I'm here now. So yeah. Salt Lake is this, like probably the second best, just <laughs> best place to fly, not the best place to learn because it's kind of gnarly here. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, essentially just a long dream that worked steadily at to make it happen. That is so cool. Anyways, this is Billy. This is his second day on the job. <laughs> this is my second day. So uh, yeah, so anyways, we pulled him in to be on the Big Access podcast. Um, but Billy has now joined our integrations team, which we've got our integrations team lead over here, uh, David Jones. Uh, David is how <laughs> Dallin and I always say his name after that SNL skit with uh, Will Ferrell and Jimmy Kimmel and Drew Barrymore when they're in the hot tub. Oh my gosh, it can! It's, <laughs> it's the greatest skit ever. It's so funny. Super classic. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, David, you you actually live in uh, you actually live in Washington. Yes, you're, you're one of our remote employees. Yeah, one of the few full time, and I think the only on the engineering team who is is remote and full time PDK employee. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things about David is uh, I, I remember when Dallin was looking to come on board, he actually reached out to you beforehand. You guys were were friends, right? You guys yeah. uh, you guys were buddies beforehand, and yep. then. Uh, um, 
he reached out to you. You looked at PDK and said, yes, this actually looks legit. And that's what made Dallin actually want to come on board. And now, you know, a few years later, years later. now you're on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took me a while longer. Um, yeah, I was, I was doing contract work um, before PDK and was, you know, super happy doing that. Didn't plan on doing anything different. And uh, Dallin kept working on me and, and uh, finally I saw the light came on board it's about time <laughs> that's awesome one of the funny things about david too so he came on like the week of isc west now at isc west we do something really cool here on the marketing team where we buy everybody who's going to be going to the show and exhibiting uh we buy them matching shoes and we buy <laughs> matching shirts and everything uh so that we we look really good right you've probably seen me wearing that gray polo all the time it's it's a really comfortable polo i really like it it is but it's then nice. but then we've got custom shoes and this is this we've done it two years in a row now we'll do it again for a third year in a row but this year they're really cool nike air force ones white with yellow and gray right our company colors and then i find out that david is going to be coming and i'm like oh <laughs> it is way too late to order you some shoes <laughs> and it was at that time when evan tree is like well i don't really want to wear these shoes i'm a ceo right and so <laughs> wear my fancy shoes yeah he wants to wear his fancy shoes he wants to wear a suit coat and everything he's like i've got big meetings so we're like okay whatever and so i send david a message i'm like hey man what size of shirt do you wear what size of shoes do you wear and he comes back saying his sizes and they are the exact same sizes as evan tree now when i say that we're talking size 13 shoes. That's right. And so the fact that they were exactly the same was like mind blowing. It was destiny. <laughs> that, that was funny. So anyway, so David looked just like us at the, uh, at ISC West. Yeah, that was that a lot of fun. That, that was, was a really fun time. It was. Yeah. I'm already looking forward to this next trip. Yeah, me too. And this next time I'll actually know something about the product. You next. might actually know something. Yeah. <laughs> and this next time I think I'm going to try to avoid getting COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would I be was good too. Uh, yeah, that was rough coming home. <laughs> That was not very fun. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, <laughs> anyways, today we have the integrations team with us on uh, this week's episode of the Big Access podcast, and we're going to be talking a little bit about integrations, why they're important, how we go about making these integrations work and delivering the best possible experience for you and your end users. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited about having these guys on. Uh, definitely had to take advantage of the opportunity to get you guys on while you were here in-house. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about integrations, Dave. Uh, obviously, we have a bunch of people who reach out and they're wanting integrations, right? They're submitting API uh, request forms to get our documentation to start looking at building uh, these integrations to ultimately make our system work with other systems mm -hmm. and create that turnkey solution for our customers. What does that process look like after somebody reaches out to you wanting to know how to make these integrations happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a pretty easy process. Uh, so an integration partner will reach out to us and, um, you know, you can email integrations at, at prodatakey.com. Uh, and we'll just have a, a quick conversation, just kind of see what they're building, mostly out of interest, just to, to see how we can help them and um, what kind of opportunities might arise out of it. Uh, and after that, we, we do have a, an API license agreement that mm -hmm. we sign with our, um, uh, with our partners, pretty straightforward DocuSign, you know, takes a, takes a minute. Um, and then, uh, we issue them credentials to, to the API that allows them to start making API calls to start really kicking the tires and seeing what the API, API can do. Um, and so far 
every company uh, that I've talked to, you know, most of the time they've talked to other access control companies as yeah. well. Um, and, and they are blown away by our documentation, by the capabilities of our API. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of our competitors can do the same things through, through their API. But the question is, how long is it going to take your engineering team to figure it out? Yeah. Right? How much time are you going to burn uh, while you're building that integration? And, you know, a lot of times, interestingly, the developers who are going to be building these integrations are oftentimes driving the decision, right? A manager uh, or someone higher up might say, hey, like, you know, let's, let's, let's select an access control system. The developers are out there looking at documentation, right? Which one is, which one is going to be the most... Uh, attractive to me as the developer. Yeah. Um, and so we've kind of, you know, I've always admired Stripe as a company. When Stripe came along, uh, payments were really hard for developers. And Stripe came along and said, we're going to be a developer first uh, company, right? We're going to make all of our products and, and documentation kind of focused at the developer so that they can have a really easy time of it. And that's kind of, as the integrations team, that's kind of the approach we want to take is being the stripe of access control. Just developers see it and they just want it and they tell their upper management and um, we go from there. That is so cool. Yeah. So when somebody reaches out to you and you guys go ahead and get that whole process started, is there ever any times where it, you just let them take everything or is there other times where uh, it's it's something that you guys take on to make that happen or is there even times where there is uh, integrated work from both parties? Yeah, no, we've done all of the above. I mean, generally, it makes sense for one company or another to take the the bulk of the development work, you know, just because we have different development teams and different schedules and things like that. So, you know, generally, um, it, sometimes it's a little bit of a dance. You know, we both want this integration, but who should build it? Who should maintain it? Right. And um, so so sometimes there are some discussions early on about that. But generally, if, if folks are reaching out to us, it's because they've decided uh, this is a valuable integration. They've got the engineering bandwidth. They want to tackle it themselves. Um, and so obviously we we love that. And, <clears throat> you know, we want to provide as much engineering support as we can. So part of our role as, as the integrations team is developer support. We're going to, uh, if, if you have a code question, we're developers. We're, we can help answer that for you. We can help navigate the API documentation. And of course, we can get you set up with um, everything you need, like credentials and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're um, some of our uh, integration partners we have you know Slack channels with, so so we really have direct access, and they have direct access to us, um, you know, between development teams. So these are things that we that this is our job is to is to make your life easy as a developer and an integration partner. Oh, that is that's really cool and and, and good to hear that there's kind of that flexibility to really make it a good experience all around for everybody. Yeah, I mean ultimately that's what we go about making these integrations for is to make everything better on the you know on for the customer right and so if they've got a good experience creating that integration that is only going to result in you know, a better integration in the end. Uh, right. So. Exactly. And, and, you know, we're, we've been talking about integration partners, but, um, that's really like half of our mission. Half of our mission is to, uh, make sure that our integration partners have what they need. But the other half of our mission is to build first party integrations, right? We know that there's integrations that our dealers and, and their customers need. Uh, and maybe 
you know, maybe the, maybe that particular company is not able or willing to build that integration. Yeah. So we take that on ourselves and, and that's, um, you know, this is a relatively new team, right? So we're just kind of getting started, but, uh, over the next few months and, and years, uh, the number of integrations, um, if, if, if we have anything to say about it, the number of integrations available to dealers is going to skyrocket. That's so. awesome. So what type of integrations do we currently have out there right now that you guys are working with uh, to, to make sure that that is or bringing a, a great experience to our customers? Yeah, um, there's there's a few really exciting new ones. Um, one uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention is a company called Coworks. Okay. So um, you can imagine uh, if you are opening up a co-working space, uh, right? There's, there's a few things you need. Obviously, PDK access control. Right. Um, you probably also want, you know, a video surveillance system, something like Digital Watchdog or Touring. Um, but, you know, that's just in the physical security realm, right? You also need business management software, right? You need something to manage, um, you know, your directory of users, their subscriptions, um, their billing, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what Coworks does. So Coworks is a, is a SaaS platform for um, you know, for co-working spaces. And what's cool about, about this is, um, you know, Coworks has developed an integration with PDK. PDK has developed an integration with Digital Watchdog, and there's also an integration with Touring. And so, you know, these three completely separate systems um, can now sort of behave as, as one system. They're integrated right. together. Um, and what's interesting is the, the value of that uh, you know, of that product as, as a whole is greater than the sum of its parts uh, because customers don't want independent systems, right? The more, right. the more systems they have, the more trouble they have to go through to manage each system individually. What they really want is one system to uh, manage their business, right? right? Do it all from one location. Exactly. Going, going through and having to manage multiple different platforms and multiple different softwares can kind of be a headache, right? Oh, yeah. Man, I, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. And, and so, you know, what, what, what the customer needs are all these independent systems, but what they want is one system. And so the integrations act as that glue that, cr that form that into a single product that is really what the customer wants. And that's just so much more powerful for a dealer, right? If a dealer encounters a customer like that, uh, a co-working space, they can they can pick these products off the shelf, and with that, with because of the integrations, they can hand it to that customer as if it was a single product, a single system. So it makes the dealer's job so much easier um, because what they're selling is so much more digestible to mm -hmm. the to the customer. So that that's just one. Coworks is awesome. We also have a couple others. I'll mention a big one is Intrada. Yeah. Um, so they are a real estate management uh, platform uh, based. I think based here. Yeah, they're, they're just over uh, right next to where you, uh, the paragliding over point of the mountain is yeah. just on the other side. Yeah. And um, so they, they're, a, you know, re, uh, real estate management, think, you know, apartment complexes. Um, they've created an in integration that will allow uh, tenants in these uh, complexes to open up, uh, you know, common areas like clubhouses, you know, pool, yeah. things like that. Uh, so really, really cool integration that just kind of got off the ground and they're just starting to I think they've got a few locations now that are using it, and we're starting to ramp that up. Yeah, I've been talking with their marketing team right now about yeah. uh, about that, so I'm getting all ramped up on that one too. So yeah, glad to hear you kind of tease that one. Yeah, that's going to be going to be cool. That's going to be awesome. Um, one other that, uh, that comes to mind is a company called Play by Point. Um, they're another SaaS kind of business management platform for um, for sports centers, mostly for like racket sports. 
but it's really cool because their software allows you to have like let's say like a pickleball court that's unattended yeah um and so you go onto their website play by point you find a location um and uh and you know book a time and then you get your credential you can enter the the property you know use use the facilities and then leave when you're done and it's all a seamless kind of automated system so yeah that is so cool i mean that's one thing that i think a lot of people don't think about when they're talking about the api and the integration side of things is this is not just integrating other security platforms together to work right right, right. this is creating a full turnkey business solution exactly right this is more yeah. than just smart security this is smart business yeah which yeah. i love and there's and the thing is is you know that package that i just described for the co-working space that only makes sense for like a tiny fraction of your customers because mm -hmm. it's very specific um, but the thing is, is you can follow that model for any customer, right? If you, Absolutely. if you have another customer opening up, uh, you know, a different kind of business, you can pick different products off the shelf. And if there's integrations between those products, then, um, yeah, that customer is going to be very happy. So, uh, but, but yeah, what you mentioned about, you know, physical security, a lot of our integration partners are these types of, you know, bi more business management type solutions. Um, and, uh, you know, moving forward, probably a lot of the focus of our group in, in, as far as first party integrations go are going to be more in the physical, you know, um, security space, right? Cameras and alarms For and sure, things like right? that. Uh, more of the bread and butter of, of, of you know, physical security. That's what we're going to be focused on. That's really cool. Bill, are you excited to uh, take on all that? Of course. <laughs> we were doing system design to understand the data flow just before we're coming in here. And it's, it's a phenomenal system and very robust. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things going on with the way in which the entire architecture of the system is evolving to meet uh, just a, a better user experience. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to join the company. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Billy is an insanely fast learner. So man, he's picked up stuff really fast in these first two days so we're excited to have <laughs> that's good <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good i mean just uh just hearing you know you talk just for a little bit man you seem like a bright guy and, and i think david made a good hire oh thanks brock nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyways guys i am excited about the future with the integrations team everything that's going to be happening with the integrations i'm excited not just because it's something cool that i'll get to experience and witness here but i'm excited for our partners and for the end users to ultimately have just the best experience that they can with PDK. I mean, ultimately, that's our mission here is right is to help partners just have a wonderful experience. We're here to empower them and really to help them thrive with their business. And you guys are just another way that we help that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, we have a blast doing it, too. So. Good, good. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we are just about out of time on this week's episode of the Big Access Podcast. So thank you a ton for joining. But for those of you guys who are watching this, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, leave it a five-star rating, and also let us know if there's anything in particular that you guys are looking to learn. Uh, if you guys do have a different system that you want to have integrated with us, though, David, it was integrations at prodatakey.com? That's right. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and shoot an email over to integrations at prodatakey.com. Yeah, actually, that's great. I would love to hear any you know suggestions on what integrations we might want to focus on. Let's so. do it. All right, guys. Well, anyways, thank you again for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week.